you're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about all things faith, life, adulting, relationships, your finances, your life as a young adult. I'm Josiah Keneally. Okay, I'm Mike Keneally. And welcome. Happy Friday, everybody. We have a cup of coffee. We're warming things up here. And some of you are asking some amazing questions. Actually, all of you are asking amazing questions. So Josiah, we have somebody unpacking a fun question for us or asking us to do that today. What is that question? Hi, I'm Allie, and my question is, what advice would you give to a college student uh, struggling with anxiety? Again, we talk on FYI every Friday, mm-hmm. new episodes drop. We take your questions, so feel free to DM us on Instagram through FYIpodcast.com, or catch us at a live event, too, and we take your questions on faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances, and more. Right. And thank you for all of your questions. Today, we are going to jump into Allie's question. Well, Allie, that is a great question. And I think many of us are longing for the answer for. And just right off the bat, we are not clinical psychologists or doctors or anything like that. We are pastors that are passionate about reaching the next generation, your generation, and helping you unpack some of these questions. And I would also say just right out of the right out of the gate, we all have anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a matter of how do we deal with it? On what extremes do we have it? Now, there are moments of anxiety that are stressful. And then there's people who, you know, need to be in counseling, need to walk through some trauma stuff, need to, you know, work out the chemical imbalances in their body and everything. So neither one or are right or wrong. It's just a matter of when it comes to the human life we all live, we all have stressors and we all have some form of anxieties, right, Josiah? That's good. And Allie was asking about what would you say as advice to a college student mm-hmm. struggling with anxiety? And I think Micah hit on it. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. There's actually a lot of us that have mental health challenges or anxiety that can be a struggle or even crippling, debilitating at mm-hmm. time. And I think a few things come to mind and as we we're going to end really practically, but right off the top, I just think this having anxiety, this is somebody needs to hear this. Having anxiety does not make you a bad Christian. Right. And the same could actually be said of all mental health struggles or illnesses or challenges. Having a mental illness or challenge, anxiety included, isn't a sin. Mm-hmm. Somebody just needs to be released and free from that of having mental health challenges is, it is a struggle. It's not a sin. Right. And I love this quote from Pastor Craig Rochelle of Life Church about anxiety, right? About our mental health. This is what he says. Anxiety is a signal that it's time to pray. Anxiety is a signal that it's time to pray. And it's almost like our soul can be troubled Mm -hmm. and our mind needs to be reminded of, if we're worried about it, God's working on it. That's good. That's good. And one other research study was recently done by Caroline Leaf, um, Dr. Caroline Leaf. And mm-hmm. she said that this, that it has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight week period, because mm-hmm. right, because it takes about eight weeks to start a habit. And over that eight week period, of 12 minutes of focused prayer Mm. a day can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. 
That's really remarkable. She goes on to say that this type of prayer increases activity in brain areas associated with social interaction, compassion, and sensitivity to others. It also increases the frontal lobe activity as focus and intentionality increase, Mm -hmm. as well as changing the brain. Another study implies that intentional prayer can even change physical matter. So good. Pretty incredible. The last thing she says is that researchers found that intentional thought for 30 seconds affected laser light. Like what? Here is what scriptures say about mm-hmm. don't be anxious about anything, but be prayerful about mm-hmm. everything. That anxiety is actually normal. It's actually right. natural. It's actually got how God has wired the human psyche mm-hmm. to be and to alert us. It's time to pray. Right. And then there's even that data, that research, that scientific evidence to show like, oh, prayer can change physical matter in our thought life and even how brain scans are done. Yeah. Well, and with that study, like we've even read other things where you can literally change the way that the pathways of your brain of how they think, how they comprehend, how they interpret things around you. When we set our eyes and our eyes, our ears and our um, thoughts on the heavens above, right? Totally. Uh, You're right. And Micah, you have gone through a journey more recently Mm -hmm. that I'd love for you to share about. And also there's an inventory that you've taken personally Mm -hmm. with five parts to it that I think this would be a great place to share that. Yeah. So this is my personal thing. I'm not a doctor by anything, by any means, but this has just helped me identify and just process. Why do I feel anxious? Why am I stressed out? Why do I feel overwhelmed? and overworked or underappreciated like what are the underlying currents in this process so i have five things that i kind of filter my thought process through when i'm having these moments and um, so it's my personal um anxiety what did i say inventory so if you want to take inventory and join me in this you sure can and the first thing is how much technology has been before me how much TV have I watched? How much have I been on my phone? How much have I been in front of the working computer? Um, Netflix, Hallmark, um, any form of Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all those different things. Because we know, time. yeah, so we know that screen time has stressors alone and it, it brings out insecurities. It brings out all these different things in us. So I just take a look at, and you can have this on your phone. You get to see how many hours that you are consuming of any form of screen time on your phone itself, right? So I take a look at, okay, if I'm feeling anxious, how much quality time have I been having with God versus putting myself before a screen? The second thing is, when is the last time I sat in silence with no distractions? And I mean like silence, like you're in your room and like you can hear the tick-tock of the clock, not your phone. And you can hear your heartbeat. You can hear your breath and really just taking in the silent moments throughout the day. And it is very hard because you realize how much your mind wanders in even like 60 seconds of like, come back, come back, come back, or you get distracted of the, the, the room around you or the people around you. So get some more quiet, get some more silent, turn down the shade, the lights, the shades, whatever you got to do, and just sit in the presence of God and just see what happens. Right. The third thing is I, I do is I want to, I take a personal inventory of eliminating time wasters. Time wasters are how many times am I going to the grocery store? Um, have I done my assignments? Am I procrastinating? Um, are there people wasting my time or places wasting my time? Things, stuff like what is consuming 
things throughout my day that are just time wasters. Um, and I get lost in it and I'm anxious about it because I feel like I haven't got anything accomplished in the day. The fourth thing is identify what is making you anxious. What is causing stress? Is it my procrastination? Is it my inability to manage time? And what we want to talk about before the fifth one is um, we have voluntary and involuntary abilities over our calendar and schedule, right? So if you're in the fitness world or you're in any medical field, voluntary means like I'm choosing to move my arms right now up and down. That's I'm volunteering my muscles and my arms to lift my hands up. Involuntary are the things that are doing things on their own that I don't have control over. I don't necessarily have control over my heart beating, my kidneys, my lungs, um, just my mind, my everything that's internally, my internal organs that are functioning on their own. And so there's voluntary and involuntary things that we invite into our life outside of just how our body functions, right? And one of the things that I always come back to when I said Josiah is like, we need to have more fun. So the fifth thing on this inventory is what have I, what have I been doing for fun? And fun could be getting supper with friends. It could be exercising. It could be painting. It can be drawing. It can be creating. It can be anything that's I find fulfillment and enjoyment in. That's a part of my natural hardwiring that's offered back to the Lord through whatever that is. It can be entrepreneurship. It can be something that spurs you on. And I just wanted to say like, Josiah, like when we talk about involuntary and voluntary things, I know that you've been in the classroom, you've been an amazing student and you, you, you mean, we teach people all the time elements of time management and stuff like that. So when it comes down to like, even just the practicalities of life and deadlines, whether they're in the classroom with homework or they're in the marketplace and there are deadlines for, you know, work projects, how would you encourage them to help manage those anxiety or stressful moments when it comes to the things that we invite in our life, which is volunteer, like we're volunteering yeah. to come in. And then the involuntary things that we don't necessarily have control over, like totally. traffic, right? Right. Yeah. I would say this, and you are spot on with that personal inventory. And I would even just comment on the fifth one of yeah. having fun. Like Last more. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what I hear you saying is like, we need something on our calendar or our schedule that we look forward to. Absolutely. Every week. Yeah. And it, it could be like, you really like going to the gym. It could be like, there's some sort of uh, vacation for spring break, or it could be like going to passion conference, or mm -hmm. it could be like just something on mm -hmm. the schedule that supper with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. It could be super affordable, but mm -hmm. just um, making sure that there's something that we're looking forward to. And I guess as far as like practical insight or advice for the college student or the young adult who's struggling with anxiety. Yeah. You know, we reminded you, you're not alone. We love you. And part of the reason we have this podcast mm -hmm. is to talk about the issues of faith, of life, mm -hmm. of adulting, mm -hmm. and um, of course, relationships and finances and mental health mm -hmm. is a really important journey. We're actually all on a mental health journey. Mm -hmm. And I would just say this, that solitude is beneficial. Isolation though is detrimental. Oh, that's good. And yeah. here's what I mean. Like Micah, you had even talked about like just taking a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Your heart rate is going to change if you take a deep breath and allow yourself to be mm -hmm. loved by God, pause and breathe. And so that would be more of a solitude, like throughout spiritual history. If you study um, the desert fathers or just different people who prayed and fasted and kept journals and study the the Proverbs and the Psalms and the Bible and wisdom literature, yeah. you're going to find that solitude was a practice and a discipline. 
Right. And so like getting alone, having time with silence, no distractions, breathing, that's good. Mm-hmm. Prayer, mm-hmm. meditation, scripture, meaning thinking about good things, godly things, memorizing scripture, all right. of those things, solitude, that's good for your soul. Yeah. But isolation, what Satan wants to do is to put you in a place where you're like a gazelle that the enemy can prowl like a roaring lion and mm-hmm. pick you off because you're all by yourself. Right. This is avoidance of community, avoidance of things like church and campus ministry. Well, I'll just stream online today. Mm. No, we actually are designed and actually hardwired mm-hmm. for community and isolation is a dangerous place to stay. Right. So I think that if you're struggling with anxiety, sometimes the last thing that we want to do is be around more people <laughs> is to be around community. Right. And yet you never, re- if you're like me, I don't always want to get outside of the house, but like when I do, I never regret it. It's like, oh, my cheeks hurt from laughing. <laughs> like, ah, uh, you know, I'm like, honestly here, I really need more of that in my life. Right. But it's that first step that's the hardest. Right. And um, I would also say that surrender is really a powerful thing. When you're surrendering whatever you're worried about, Mm-hmm. whatever your heart is anxious about, whatever is troubling your mind or your spirit or mm-hmm. your soul. And that's where things like community, where there's confession, mm-hmm. where there's prayer, where you're just sharing meals together, doing life together. It's coming out of loneliness and into godly community. Right. And there is a struggle of surrender. We want to hold things tightly. And the spirit of God is inviting us to cast our cares on him. Yeah. For he cares for us. And then here's a couple practical things. Three practical things. No matter who you are, no matter where you're at, if you are struggling mm-hmm. in the area of mental health, anxiety, maybe other challenges, first of all, there's help. Yeah. Second of all, there's hope. And third of all, there is health. Here's what I mean there is help. Some of help is through prayer. Mm-hmm. and godly community and focusing on his word. It can also come through doctors. Mm-hmm. It can also come through medication sometimes or Christian counseling. Mm-hmm. We are all for the benefits of Christian mm-hmm. counseling. I've been in Christian counseling in many different seasons of life mm-hmm. and I've found tremendous help from it. Yeah, that's good. And the second thing is we are the people of God. And as the people of God, we're not a people without hope. Mm-hmm. We're actually even hope dealers. Like there is hope for a greater tomorrow, for a brighter today. And the sun is going to shine again. And if you're in a season that's more cloudy or foggy, I just want to remind you that there's hope. Yeah. There's help from Jesus. There's hope in his word and in the return of Christ. And Mm -hmm. we have things to hope for and look forward to. And the third is there is health. And I promise you, friend, that it might be on this side of eternity mm-hmm. of complete healing, but even complete earthly healing is still temporary healing. Right. There is a promise as followers of Christ where Jesus is going to wipe every tear. Mm-hmm. There is a place called heaven where there is no more tears. And so there's health coming and it might be on this side of eternity. It might be in the eternity future to come. And along the way, there's p- power in prayer there's such power in godly community. And I don't know if you'd say anything 
about even more recently of mental health or anything that you'd want to share? I just want to encourage the listener who does find themselves down and out of just taking a personal inventory, like Josiah said, like looking for the, the hope, the help and discover the journey of health. Health looks different for many different people. And I'll just be honest, I've been on a health journey um, of just, yeah, eating healthy, trying to exercise, as well as recognizing that the chemicals in my body are not where they should be after having two children. In addition to like the fight or flight mechanism in our body, the stressors um, that your adrenal glands are constantly releasing different um, hormones of the fight or flight and the different chemicals that are happening. So my adrenal glands are in need of some help. And I know that I hope, I hope for health. I, I believe in God. I'm on my journey and on my way to health, but it, it had to come with me being humble enough to ask for the help. So I just, you know, went to a doctor. I said, He's, here are the different things. And through just like a holistic form of health, I'm like, I don't want to just put a bandaid on my wound. I want to get down to the root of it. And I think sometimes we're good at um, putting on the makeup, doing the cosmetics that we need to look good and think that we feel good, but inside we're just, we're not healthy still, or we're still struggling. And I just want to encourage the person, if you find yourself in a place where you do need help and hope and health, um, you can start that journey today and you can connect with us and you can just, maybe you're listening. You're like, I've never even accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior. And we know that salvation is where these things can begin as a relationship with Jesus Christ to help you find a good and godly community. So just wanted to be honest and transparent. Like I'm on my own journey. Josiah has his experiences in the, in the, you know, the health and the healing um, from attention headaches yeah. and that God is a powerful God and he does hear our prayers. And we just want to encourage Allie and the person who is um, also asking the same question that God is good and he's still seated at the right hand of the father and he's intervening on our behalf And there are some things that we need to do um, to take, you know, take initiative and surrender those to God and just come to him through all of that. So if you're encouraged, I hope that you're encouraged. If you're saying yes to Jesus for the first time, Josiah, how can they find out more about what they want to do or asking about what they could do? Yeah, I think a few steps. If you are believing in Jesus Mm. and trusting him as your Lord and Savior, the first is to let somebody know. Mm -hmm. We'd love to be some of those people who can encourage you and to celebrate Mm -hmm. with you and feel free to send us a direct message as well as there is a I decided to follow Jesus form that you can fill out on Mm fyi-podcast.com. And I think what Jesus talks about is believe and be baptized. Mm -hmm. And so water baptism is the next step. If you've never decided to get water baptized, this is where a community of faith, such as a local church. And if you're on a college campus, a campus ministry, those two things are really important. And we want to help you take the next steps, whether it's water baptism, finding a church community for your home church or a campus ministry to be a part of. And we would love to help you connect more at fyi-podcast.com. Hey guys, it's Josiah, and I just want to say if you're enjoying the FYI podcast, this is for your information and for young individuals. We talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, and more. We answer your questions. You'll probably also like our other podcast, which is called Young Adults Today. You can find out more at www.youngadults.today. It's available everywhere you stream your podcasts.